Hi, and welcome to season two of the Mastering Mindset podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Matt, and today um, we we've you know we've experienced a big loss in our life. Um, RBG for for those of you who know Ruth Bader Ginsburg and um, the iconic woman uh, who served as an associate justice of the Supreme Court of the United States. Uh, she passed away yesterday at the age of eighty seven, and um, and people, you know, as as we reflect on her life and and remember her, this iconic figure and what she stood for. Uh, I, I wanted to dedicate this particular episode um, to to what she stood for, which was uh, equal rights, especially in terms of uh, gender differences, gender roles, and equality for women. Um, and, and I remember this one powerful quote that she shared. It was on, uh, I believe it was on USA Today, but she was mentioning, you know, she said, I said on the e- equality side of it, that it is essential to a woman's equality with man, that she be the decision maker, that her choice be controlling. And and I, I thought about this in the context of marriage. And so some of you may or may not know, but uh, my wife is a therapist and she got started in Gottman's Methods Couples Counseling. And, and she uh, was trained um, w- within the context of the Gottman method. And I've learned so much from my wife on um, the the different things that make marriages work and the things that break marriages down. And Dr. John Gottman has researched um, relationships for over 40 years from him and his, his team of experts who, who studied couples and and uh, unpacked uh, def- different communication styles and and what makes marriage work. And uh, he also studied uh, the things that break relationships down. And so, um, I remember watching an interview of Dr. John Gottman, and he was asked, "What is the most important thing that in a heterosexual relationship?" Uh, what's the most important thing that a man and a woman can do to make a difference in the area of conflict? And he said that for men, the most important thing that a man can do in a heterosexual relationship is accept influence from the woman. Uh, to, uh, you know, if he was saying he researched, so again, his, he's a, an expert and he's researched relationships for over 40 years. And he broke it down into the simple principle of the most important thing a man can do is accept influence from their wife. Now, he was he was kind of explaining this a little bit further. He said, if you want to be influential in a relationship, you cannot be powerful in the relationship. If you want to be influential in a relationship, you, you need to, uh, there needs to be this give and take. And oftentimes, a man needs to humble themselves enough to accept influence and allow their women to be a decision maker, to to have influence on the decision-making process and influence in the life. And so this was a profound idea that Dr. John Gottman and his team of researchers had found in masters of a relationship that these men in heterosexual relationships they accepted influence from their wife 
And that's what allowed for this couple to have thriving relationships. Now, for women in heterosexual relationships, uh, it, it fell into the same kind of category, but as accepting influence was a little bit more natural for women in relationships. Now, for women, uh, they realize that the most important thing that women can do to make a difference in this area of conflict at home is guys felt so incredible and wonderful. They felt validated when a woman can say, this is not all your fault. When a woman can acknowledge that this isn't all your fault, I get it. You know, I, I contributed to this as well. When when guys feel that, they, they just felt like validated and, and uh, wonderful because they were in this kind of together and it wasn't all the blame wasn't on them. And, and so accepting influence in terms of uh, the responsibility and the fault and not attacking a husband on blaming them that this was all their fault. What Dr. John Gottman found was this made men feel validated and this made them uh, kind of ease up a little bit in this time of tension and conflict at home. Now, here's what I want to do. I, I want to see if I can broaden this a little bit bigger outside of the context of, you know, marriages, but really into the context of relationships at work or relationships that are very important to all of us. And the other day I, I talked about intention versus impact. And when it comes to inclusive conversations and having more collaborative conversations in the workplace, we really have to understand intention and impact and the differences between the two. Now, um, I, I shared this analogy of holding two cups of water and imagine one cup being the intention or the intender and the other cup of water being the impacted, the person who's being impacted. Now, I may have really good intentions, so uh, I may want to explain my intentions to the person who is impacted, who's having some type of reaction or emotions that they're going through, and and I'm noticing that. I'm noticing that they're having an, a reaction or they're misunderstanding, or you know they've misinterpreted what I what I said. So I'm trying to convince them of my intention. And it's just kind of like the, the water um, being poured into the cup of the impacted that's already being filled up to the brim. And I'm pouring my content into this cup that's already overflowing. Now, if I am trying to pour in more water into a cup that's already overflowing, could this person or could this cup take any more new content in? No, it's overflowing. It's overspilling. And, and that's very similar to how conversations, especially intention versus impact, this is kind of how it goes, where if you notice somebody having uh, an, a, an emotional experience where their cup is overflown and, and they're what we call in psychology emotionally flooded, 
It doesn't matter what you say in that moment. What happens is they can't take any new information in. So it's allowing that person who is emotionally flooded, who's having the impact, having the response and reaction, allowing them to empty their cup a little bit, allowing them to share and vent and and the intender to first approach the situation with curiosity and conversation, allowing the person to talk. Stephen Covey said it best, seek first to understand, then to be understood. The first step of the process is to understand that person's story, understand that person's reaction and response, allow them to vent and empty their cup. And once they start doing that, there's creating some space internally for then to allow more room for you to be able to deliver your intention or your content into the mix. So the the order and the process of, of having these conversations is really important. There's a phrase called getting curious, not furious. And we talked about that in, in the first episode of season two of the Mastering Mindset podcast. But we, we talked about how leaders, how important it is for us to get curious rather than furious. And in relationships, in marriages, and especially as we kind of circle back to what RBG said in terms of equality and women's rights, it's important for men to accept influence from a woman, to allow for women to be decision makers in, at home and, and for them to, uh, to really see eye to eye and be influenced by some of the thoughts and decisions that women bring to the table. This has long lasting effects in a marriage, in the context of a marriage. And again, if you want to be influential in a relationship, You cannot force that influence upon people. You cannot be powerful in the relationship. And in order for you to be more powerful in a relationship, you need to accept influence from others. There's this give and take. And I think that's why vulnerability and courageous leadership that Dr. Brene Brown talks about in her research, in her leadership trainings, she talks about courageous leadership and vulnerability leadership that The leaders that are most successful at what they do learn how to be vulnerable. They learn how to be courageous and courage and vulnerability go hand in hand. So this whole accepting of influence and um, as we reflect on RBG and what she stood for in terms of equality, it just reminded me of what Dr. John Gottman said in terms of one of the most important advice that he gives in terms of all of his research on men and women and uh, homosexual relationships or same-sex marriages and also heterosexual relationships, he said, to make a difference in the area of conflict, men need to accept influence from their wife, plain and simple. And women, it's to uh, really share that responsibility of the fault. And, and, And literally saying those words, this is not all your fault, I understand. You know, I had, I contributed to this problem and it took John Gottman and his team of researchers about seven years to figure out this principle, this simple concept, but it's so hard to do in the moment. 
in the area of conflict, when emotions are overtaking us and we're both emotionally flooded, how can we remember to accept influence from the other person? How can we remember that in order for us to be powerful, we need to give in? It's this kind of contradictory statement because in the moment we feel like we have to exert power. But in order for us to be more influential, we have to accept the influence. We have to lessen our power and listen and take the approach that's a lot softer, a lot more gentle. And by doing that, you're gaining um, grounds in that relationship. So I leave you with this. If you want to be influential in a relationship, you cannot be powerful in that relationship. For men, in terms of marriages, accept influence from your wife. Allow them to be decision makers. Allow them to have influence. And, um, and for women, in relationships, being able to validate the husband and and the spouse of just simply saying, this is not all your fault. And, and taking and accepting responsibility for even a small portion of the mix can make such a big difference when it terms of conflict in marriages. Now, I didn't really want this podcast episode to be all about marriages. And you might be single. You might be, um, you know, in in a relationship with... Uh, co-workers or with friends and this I believe the same principle applies getting curious in terms of conflict then furious allowing yourself to first understand where the other person's coming from and to acknowledge and empathize before we exert our intention or exert our idea into the mix Taking this stance of curiosity can, can overflow into having more successful relationships in your life. So uh, thank you again for tuning in for the Mastering Mindset podcast. Now, this season, we're really talking about connection. And so I hope you subscribe to our channel to get more episodes as I'll be inviting uh, special guests on this platform to talk about how we can continue to master our thoughts so we can continue to master our game, both in business and in life.